Hey guys, welcome back to Bitchly Podcast, episode one. It is September 10th, 2021, and I am your host, Christy Preciado. So for today's episode, I kind of just wanted to touch base with you guys. I know that I've been MIA for a whole entire year. Thank you for being patient with me or for those of you who, for those few who listen to my podcast, thank you for being patient with me because I know that it's been a while. Anyways, um, it's just, it's been a crazy year, you guys. Um, I literally just got back from having gallbladder removal surgery. Uh, they removed my entire gallbladder as well as a five inch stone that was stuck in my bile duct. Yes, you heard it right. It was freaking crazy. They did not show me the stone. I wish I would have asked them to, but at the same time, I kind of did not want to look at that because, ugh. Um, I'm not about to look at what the hell is growing inside of my body. That shit is gross. <laughs> but um, yeah, I've just been in recovery mode. It's been really hard to adapt to not doing anything because I'm such a, you know, busy body even when I am home. And also just, you know, getting tired so quickly and just recovering from surgery has been like let's just say it's been an adventure it's been a very interesting adventure um but for today i wanted to kind of touch base on that and also talk about that and i kind of just wanted to say you know when i first started getting pains for gallstones i was about 17 years old or 18 years old when i went to the doctor i went to the er and that's where i discovered or they discovered through an ultras and through an ultrasound that i had like four gallstones in my gallbladder um from there on uh i kind of just ignored the pain and it was excruciating pain um i am 29 years old about to be 30 next month um and I've just been in pain for like what 11 12 years of my life and I I'm such a warrior dude like I literally can't believe that I endured that much pain until I said I have had it I couldn't even keep water down I couldn't even keep fruit down you guys like it went from greasy foods that made it hurt to like water and I was like, okay, this is the last fucking straw. So I made my partner drive me to the ER because I told him I could not take it anymore. And we live here in Las Vegas, so I was not familiar with any of, you know, the doctors here because I'm originally born and raised from L.A. We moved out here about a year ago, so Las Vegas hospitals are very different. It was such a fucking adventure, you guys, when I tell you, and not in like the most positive way it was such a negative adventure um i got admitted they put me under anesthesia the first time to take out the five inch stone 13 centimeters um they did this procedure called ercp which is they put like this camera thing through my esophageal tube and um they take out the stone that way and then they put like a stent inside to kind of like block or open up the bile duct i don't know because that's where the stone was all right and it's a it was a pretty big fucking stone it was like five inches um and then after that uh they put me under anesthesia not even like 12 hours after doing that um again to remove my gallbladder completely because obviously that was like the source of the problem right so they do that and 
like I'm like over here recovering and shit and then they go ahead and they diagnose me with um well they wanted to put me under anesthesia again to remove the stent that they had left in there so I had already prior gone under anesthesia twice they wanted to do it again for the third time in like the course of 48 hours and I know I'm not like a doctor I don't work in healthcare or whatever but I know that that's not right like that's just not something that you should be putting your body through for like in the span of 48 hours like that's like ridiculous so I knew something wasn't right. I knew that I didn't feel good. I was exhausted and I kept coughing up phlegm and they kept saying, oh, it's because of the procedure. You know, you had a tube down your throat. Obviously, you're going to cough up phlegm. And I was like, no, I demand an x-ray. Give me my x-ray. I need to know what the fuck is going on because I don't feel good. So they took an x-ray of my chest and just by the x-ray alone they diagnosed me with pneumothorax which if you don't know it's like air in one of your lungs and if you don't get that taken care of you can risk your lung collapsing and also they're gonna have to enter like this like 10 inch needle through your like lung through your side so that is so dangerous and on top of that they diagnosed me with esophageal tear so I was already freaking out at this point like I was like going crazy not knowing what the fuck to do I was my mental health was already deteriorating I was like babe I need to get the fuck out of here and I just wanted to go home at this point I was already in like my third night in the hospital and these doctors did not give a fuck about me they literally were like no you can still go through the surgery because the stent we want to remove the stent mind you this is at like I don't want to say names but it's a very popular hospital here in downtown Las Vegas and it's a teaching hospital so I did not know that okay I did not know that it was a teaching hospital and that's good that you're there to teach you know students etc but I did not want to become and I felt like I was already becoming a human lab rat like I felt like they were testing my like they were testing shit out on me that they should not have been testing like I kept you know seeing doctors come in and out of my hospital room with like their little attendings or whatever I felt like it was a scene in Grey's Anatomy you guys like they would just come up to me and they would be like oh look feel her chest you see this right here yeah that's called um I guess uh rice crispy skin and I was like what the fuck is that and he was like oh that's what you get from like you get air trapped in your body or whatever after the ERCP procedure you had and I had like these random kids just coming up to me and I call them kids because they're because they're young they were just coming up to me literally touching my skin running their fingers down my like body and I was like you guys need to stop and say excuse me can I do this like at least ask permission you know like anyways I knew that I knew that shit wasn't right the moment they removed me from the trauma um where, like where I was staying I was staying in like the trauma floor which is where like not like the very sick people are at and then like they they like lifted me up to the second level which is like intermediate ICU and I was like why the fuck am I going to the ICU right now I was freaking out and they told me that I had to be monitored closely because of my pneumothorax. <laughs> While I was up there, you guys, I was literally like in bed and my neighbor was a poor old lady who had a tube down her throat and she was like 
I'm not trying to sound fucked up, but she was literally like a quarter, a quarter of a fucking day from death. Like she was not looking so great. I mean, my prayers out to that lady. I hope she made it through. But I was like, what the fuck am I doing here? And then the nurse came over and she started poking me. She literally, I told her, look, you need to remove my IV because it's creating like, like a bubble. And it was like on my wrist at like the worst place to put an IV and i'm like it's hurting me i feel like it's not supposed to be there so she took it off tell me why this nurse graduated in 2019 i feel like she was still brand new she was super nervous around me i could tell that she did not want to poke me and i told her it's okay go get someone else i'll wait no this lady just kept pursuing it and she was like no 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 no. i can do it it's fine so she poked me twice on my left arm that shit hurt because she would poke me and then she was like i can't find your needle as the needle was inside of me she was like like dragging it underneath my skin i was scream like screaming and crying i was like please go get someone else she goes and she grabs like the vein finder lamp they have like this excuse me they have like this red lamp that like it's called the red uh the vein finder lamp they put that lamp over your skin and it's supposed to show you where your veins are or whatever she did that on my right arm and she poked me twice you guys safe to say i still have the fucking bruises of the fucking times that she poked me it was the worst pain that i have ever gone through and it triggered me so fucking much you guys like it was the worst thing ever so that was when i drew the last straw i was like you know i've like i've had enough let me fucking go i grabbed all my shit i was so weak mind you like i had literally just had my gallbladder removed and i was under anesthesia like not even four or five hours ago and i was like let me grab my shit i fucking grabbed all my stuff and i booked it i left the hospital i called my partner up and i was like come pick me up i cannot be here any longer i am like leaving right now and then the nurse was like oh you're leaving ama i'm like no i'm not like against medical advice i was like no i'm not i am leaving because you guys clearly do not know how to do your job and i am leaving because i am going to seek better medical care okay so my partner came to pick me up i was still so fucking weak i don't even know how i walked down the corridor because i was so fucking weak from surgery like and the next day i literally like drove or my partner drove us to la to get you know just to go to a different hospital get a second opinion and just you know it was bad you guys it was like the worst experience of my life (sighs) so i admitted myself into um saint joseph which is in burbank and one of my favorite hospitals and they ran more more tests on me they drew so much blood i was at the er for legitimately like 12 hours before they admitted me to monitor me and safe to say you guys it turns out that i do not have pneumothorax i don't have an esophageal tear they made me drink this like contrast liquid and take a fucking x-ray standing up and then they made me take like mri like or a cat scan laying down it was just 
I'm just glad that they took all those tests just so I can, you know, so I can see what the hell was going on. And it just turns out that I had trapped air from the procedure that they did. And it was nothing serious. Thank God. And now I am at home back in Las Vegas. You know, I am calm and I am in full recovery mode um, because let me tell you, recovering from surgery is a bitch. And this is like the first time that this has ever happened to me. So I was in the hospital for like a whole week. I was like here in Las Vegas. I was in the hospital from Sunday all the way till like Wednesday. And then in Las Vegas or in Los Angeles, I was there from like Friday all the way up until like Saturday or Sunday. Like, I literally am not kidding you guys. Like, it's been a journey. (laughs) So I'm just glad that I'm back home and I'm feeling tons better. So I really hope that this story just kind of like, you know, shows you guys that if you are feeling like you're not getting taken care of properly whether it be at a mental institution at a hospital er whatever speak the fuck up and know your rights and know your voice like you guys have a voice never ever ever let anybody in the medical field like feel like they have the right to like you know speak up for you or tell you what is right for your body you guys know what's right for your body you know in moments like that you just need to get the fuck up and go seek better care go seek a second opinion do something like about it don't just sit around and let them take over because it's not always for the best trust me and i think um i'm gonna i'm about to get really personal right now but like growing up having a sick mother coming in and out of hospitals like i was traumatized like that's trauma that i'm still trying to recover from so you know this time that i was in the hospital i just really took it to like reflect on all of my past trauma and not gonna lie to you guys it fucking triggered me beyond no reason like i literally was so triggered and i cried and i cried but i also reflected because in the midst of the hurricane (laughs) i took some time to be thankful i took some time to be grateful that you know my situation wasn't that bad as or as bad as other people's situations were like you know you just have to be grateful regardless of whatever shitty situation you're going through like i was just telling my friend earlier today like I am grateful to be alive. I am grateful that I woke up from surgery, from anesthesia, and that, you know, I've practically walked away from the hospital, and I'm grateful for all all of those things that happened. Um, But yeah, just like all that trauma with my mom uh, growing up, it really like, it really came back while I was in the hospital. And I don't care how nice the hospital is. I don't wish that upon anybody. I don't I don't wish upon anybody like being in a hospital because it feels like jail. It feels horrible, you guys. It feels like you're alone even though you're not, but you just it feels horrible, you know, and it's an experience that I don't wish upon anybody. And I also kind of just wanted to talk about, you know, how much this country capitals 
or makes money off of the healthcare system. It's just ridiculous. Like when I was in the hospital, they literally would inject like they wanted to inject me for like the most stupidest thing like they were like did you get your flu shot did you get your tetanus shot did you get your this shot oh um this is for your blood clot oh um this is for this and that like what i don't have blood clots i don't have i don't need any of that like i at the point at some point i just lied to the nurse i was like yeah i have all my shots which i do have my covid shot but I never really believed in the flu shot or the tetanus shot because I feel like I'm not exposed to that, you know, and living in the city, you don't, I, I feel like that's just for my, like, for like more rural areas. I don't know. That's just personally speaking, but I mean, everyone should have the right to choose yes or yes or no, you know? And also they just kept like coming by and like telling me, oh, this medicine is for your heart or something like that. And I was like, there's nothing wrong with my heart. My heart is fine. Like they they had me hooked up on monitors. They had me on oxygen when I didn't really it turned out I didn't even need oxygen. It was just it was insane. And the whole time I just kept thinking this is how they milk the freaking healthcare insurance. Like I'm pretty sure they're cuz none of that shit is cheap you guys like all of that shit is expensive as hell and i was like there's no way and i even asked for the nurses i was like how much is this like because they put like this um this thing on my on my uh shins i guess to prevent blood clots or whatever i was like how much is this machine worth and she was like oh this is like 2000 or something i was like are you serious she was like yeah this is like pretty expensive and you know so are the little like sticky stickers that go on your skin so that we could read your heart and your heart rate and all that stuff and that thing that goes around your finger to measure your oxygen like all of that shit costs so much money you guys i feel like in america they don't give a fuck like they will milk the living hell out of your like health insurance it's just it's capitalism and we just live in it and it's disgusting it's deplorable it's unnecessary and i mean it's just ridiculous you guys but <sighs> having survived that week i mean i'm just like i said i'm just grateful to be alive i'm grateful to be here and it's just it's crazy the way our country works um but you know I also just wanted to talk about how in the midst of everything it's so important to you know know your rights know that you are a human being before anything else not an American not a Republican not a Democrat whatever you are a human fucking being you more than anybody in this world know your body to the t you know who you are you know how your body works and you know you got to speak up for yourself you can't let you can't let people walk over you you can't let these people like treat you negatively or treat you in a way that can hinder your health you know so I guess that's my point of this whole story <laughs> is to be careful out there and always, you know, have your own back and 
regardless of what happens, you know, just know that you fought for yourself. And again, we live in a country where, sure, like they really make money off of healthcare and sick people and whatever. But at the same time, you know, we have our rights and we have our freedom to choose what we want. So, yeah, just be careful, guys. And there's times where I wish I could go back in time. My mother passed away in 2012, but there's times where I wish I could just go back in time. And I wish I could have taken my mother out of the hospital because I feel like they really turned her into a lab rat, you guys. Like that poor woman, she was in there for like tuberculosis, I think. And they wanted to take out or not wanted to they ended up like successfully taking out bone marrow from my mother's chest bone and having seen her go through that that was so traumatizing you guys i think i was like 19 years old when that when i saw that happen and it's the most painful thing in the world you guys and for what like just because they wanted to run tests on her literally that's the only reason why it's like no my mom was not even in there for like bone marrow cancer she was in there for something completely different and it's just like these doctors and nurses they just want to use you as a pincushion drain you out of your freaking blood like it's just a shit show you guys i wish i could have taken her out and there was a time where my mom was so tired i remember and she just wanted to leave and i feel like I should have supported her and we should have just broken her out because I feel like because that's what happened to me I literally broke out I was like I told my partner I was like babe come break me out of this fucking jail I can't be here and he did he was there he did not question me and I feel like I wish I could have done that for my mother because being at home is a million times better than being in a freaking hospital but you know you live and you learn I know that this is all like trauma that I have to heal. Uh, it's just memories and um, it triggered me being in the hospital, remembering all that. And maybe you guys have sick parents or have had a sick parent and you guys have gone through the same thing I went through, you know, just hospital visits constantly, doctors in and out, nurses in and out. You hear one thing, you hear another thing. It's a very difficult thing to process. And I feel like till this day, I'm still trying to heal that part. Um, and also, I feel like it's triggered my hypochondriac, I guess you could say, like the hypochondriac in me, because I constantly feel like something's wrong with me all the time. And I'm always telling my partner, babe, something hurts, something's not right. But it's honestly really just all in my head and it's all like past trauma. So I feel like, I feel like, I have to heal that and I have to really reflect and dig deep and know that I'm going to be okay. Like it's not, it's just my mind, you know, and it's my panic. But I really hope this episode helped you guys. Honestly, I hope that it helps reach whoever is out there going through something similar maybe you just got out of surgery or maybe you're going into surgery and you're freaking out or maybe you have a loved one that's sick um i hope that this episode kind of you know makes you laugh but also gives you some insights 
Um, and I hope my experience, you know, helps you and kind of, you know, makes you aware that you have options and, you know, makes you aware that you have the right to say no and walk away. Anyways, uh, this has been an amazing episode. Thank you guys for listening, whoever is out there listening. Um, and I will see you guys on the next episode of Bitchly Podcast. I am your host, Christy Preciado. Thank you so much. And I hope you guys have a good night. Bye.